0: This is the Cater Daily Podcast for Friday, November 9th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. In two local elections in Nevada, voters elected a recently deceased brothel owner to the state legislature, and the county handily rejected a ballot measure to ban brothels outright. Now it appears the movement to protect sex workers in Nevada from prohibitionists is just getting started. Alice Little is a sex worker in Lyon County, Nevada. We spoke this week. Voters in Lyon County uh, were given the opportunity to vote on a proposal to ban uh, brothels there. Uh, it went down soundly in defeat. Of course, the local council there will, ha- will get to have its say. This was an advisory vote. But what does it mean that voters rejected this uh, so clearly?
1: It gives us so much hope moving forward. This is the very first time that a brothel initiative has ever actually been on the ballot. When these laws came to be back in the 70s, the laws were designated by the commissioners. Never were they actually voted upon by the citizens. That's one of the key points that the opposition likes to cite as a reason for putting this question forward on the ballot. Well, I'd say the answer is very, very clear. 80% in favor of keeping the brothels, 19% wanting to get rid of the brothels. Very, very clear amount of support.
0: Uh, Relevant to this, uh, Dennis Hoff ran for the state legislature in Nevada, and he won despite the fact that he died pretty recently. Um, what, what What does that indicate?
1: So from my understanding of what that looks like, it means that his position will now be filled by an appointee that the commissioners of the county will essentially come up with. It really tells me that there was so much support for the message that he was pushing forward that even posthumously, people stood by and believed in that message and clearly voted for it, too.
0: So what was his message generally? I mean, he he's he is a well-known nationally, perhaps internationally, uh, figure for being uh, an owner of brothels in Nevada. But uh, what was the message he was pushing to voters?
1: So in his particular county, we had an issue in regards to James Oscarson, the incumbent, and his tax hiking. Dennis always referred to him as the tax hiker. He promised to bring taxes back down protect water rights, and actually listen to the citizens of the county. He wanted to address their needs, not some political need, not some purchased need by a corporation, but a genuine to goodness guy that's here for the people of Nevada.
0: I think a lot of uh, libertarians watched this race, uh, the the ballot initiative uh, in Lyon County, in part because, you know, Nevada is... exceedingly unique in that prostitution is only legal there. And in order to show people that prostitution doesn't mean the end of the world, legal prostitution doesn't mean the end of the world, uh, it's important to have those live experiments out there uh, and operating.
1: Yeah, and we're very pleased with the results of our uh, Great American Experiment. Since we have been legalized, there have been zero transmittable cases of HIV found within the brothel system or related to the brothel system. Not even most hospitals can claim a zero transmission rate because we have to keep in mind that the risk level for a legal sex worker to contract something is far less than that of a medical professional who is exposed to bodily fluids in emergency-type situations where one doesn't always have the ability to wear safety equipment. Whereas in my field, that's required by law. Condoms are used for all activities, and dental dams are used for the other activities. It's something that we take a lot of pride in.
0: You and I have talked about this before, but... um to the extent that there is this conflation of uh sex work and human trafficking, uh the fact that legal prostitution continues and you know, as as we discussed before, you don't feel exploited. Um
1: Oh goodness, no. <laughs>
0: but but to the extent that there is this continue continued movement to uh conflate uh sex work and human trafficking, uh, where do you think that goes? From here, I mean, it's not going away, certainly.
1: No, not at all. The reality is human trafficking is the problem in 2018. Much in the same way in the 90s, we had domestic violence as a social ill. And then if we go back as far as the 80s, it was drunk driving that was the big social ill at the time. What we did at those points in time is that we focused legislation in regards to how we can prevent, stop, And move forward on education so those issues don't come forward. When it comes to sex trafficking, we know that it is not happening at the legal brothels. In order to prove that, we plan to make some new changes to the brothel legislature in accordance with both what the sheriff is looking to do and what the city council is wanting to do. We're planning to modernize the legislation for 2018 because some of it is outdated because the code was written during the 19, God, 1970s when there was no internet, there was no real ID. We weren't as concerned with immigration and identity theft. Those are the concerns that a lot of people are citing in regards to human trafficking in the legal brothels. Fantastic. Guess what? We're legal, guys, so we can make amendments to our laws to make sure that we are accounting for all these new social ills of 2018. To me, that's a positive thing. It's a very clear indicator that the legal brothels help to prevent sex trafficking. It saddens me that there's this nonprofit in Reno called Awaken, which is supposed to help trafficked and abused women. And for whatever reason, they refuse to admit that consensual sex work exists and have funneled monies that were designated for victims of sex trafficking into campaigning against the legal brothels. Like, wait a minute here. If you close my brothel, you are giving me no legal option to work and essentially trafficking me into the illegal system. You literally are the person who is endangering me under the guise of claiming to help me how silly is that it's i think really interesting to note the fact that this pushback started from the standpoint of oh we want to make sure the girls are safe and then the story changes to oh we think the girls are trafficked and abused and they don't want to be there and then it becomes a religious morality issue but at the heart of things It looks to be purely political because if they actually were worried about the safety of legal sex workers, they would have pushed this initiative in all of the other counties, too, not just cherry-pick the counties in which Dennis owned brothels.
0: To what extent were financial considerations a part of this? Lyon County would have had to turn away— what, half a million dollars, if I understand the newspapers correctly, in, in revenue from these brothels. Did, did that play a key role as it, as it has definitely played a role in uh, states that have legalized marijuana?
1: Definitely. The financial impact of the brothels cannot be understated. In Lyon County, we represent 30 percent of the discretionary budget for the county. That represents all the sheriff's vehicles every single year. That's incredible, and Lyon County, while large, is very spread out, and there isn't a lot of new industry coming into the area at this time. Right now, the brothels provide a whole lot to the economy. If we were to have lost our brothels, we also would have lost 134 non-sex worker positions. We would have lost all the available positions for ladies. We would have been closing multiple businesses and essentially harming multiple families within the community. I really do believe that the residents of Lyon County took a look at those financial statements that we put out there, saw them, and actually appreciated, hey, you know, these girls are helping us to succeed. They do contribute to the local economy, and then they go on top of that, because we do contribute in a number of other ways, too. We funded the Dayton Dog Park. We through five thousand dollars at the Boys and Girls Club. Every time there's a food drive, we send over a truckload of cans. We always give back in so so many ways.
0: The petition in, I believe, Nye County, did not get on the ballot. The petition in uh, Lyon County failed handily, and uh, so as as a as I guess a self-preservation move, what is next for uh, sex workers in Nevada?
1: In many ways, this has created a unique opportunity for us to start having conversations within the local community. We've gotten so much positive feedback from that that we're strongly considering organizing, perhaps as a Nevada brothel association, in order to better research and understand the economy that surrounds our brothel system. Once we have the understanding of how we financially benefit each area, we can present that data to other counties. We can present it perhaps to even other states and take this show on the road, as it were.
0: Are there states in particular where uh, this kind of movement would be well received in particular?
1: In my opinion, I think California would be a fantastic choice for legalized sex work. The reason I say California is that they're already a bit more progressive, they already have marijuana liberties, and I feel like having sex work liberties is not such a huge stretch. That, and we have to think about the financial impact, just how much taxation revenue could legalized sex work bring to a state like California. I mean, if we're generating $500,000 of taxation revenue in Lyon County, just from the taxes and fees associated with owning a brothel and running a brothel, can you imagine what it could be like in other states? They could choose to do things like introduce a 1% to 3% excise tax, take that taxation dollars, reinvest it back into the local economy, use the money to fix our schools, use it to fix our roads, use it to fix our infrastructure, give back to the people through this newly legalized economy.
0: You're very well spoken. So I, I assume that you are looking to become more of a an outspoken proponent when it comes time to defend sex workers politically. Is that pretty is that a fair assessment?
1: Very, very safe to say, to the point where I'm pretty much spearheading the charge of this Nevada brothel association and everyone's like, Oh, we do need that. Oh, okay, you want to set that up? Go for it. Please, we support you. It's like, oh. Well, if nobody else wants to put in the hard work, I'm happy to put it in because somebody has to. How else did we get like medical marijuana forward? Not until somebody stepped up to the plate.
0: Yeah, it seems like there are some lessons here from the marijuana initiatives.
1: Mm -hmm. I want to find and identify the key players in that push, first where it started, then as it reached a state-by-state level, to kind of find out how they went about doing so, so I can better understand what is best to present to different counties, cities, states, etc. Because not even all of Nevada Has legalized sex work. So you figure a lot of it, the work starts at home first, county by county, getting more brothels opened in areas that are struggling but still have enough foot traffic to justify having such a location. Because the reality is, people do travel from all over the country for these places. If, say, Minnesota decided to legalize brothels, you figure half of the country would be traveling to Nevada, half of the country would be traveling to Minnesota. If anything, more people are going to learn of the industry, more people are going to partake of the services, and there'll be even more opportunities for women to succeed in that way, which is great because you figure all of these women right now are having to work in a criminalized system in which they're literally constantly in jeopardy.
0: So... um. It seems like local option is key, though. I mean, for for when Colorado legalized marijuana uh, recreationally, they made sure that every county had the option of saying no.
1: That's how it is with sex work in Nevada, is that it's an option for counties. And essentially what we would want to do is go, hey, state of Nevada, these are the counties that currently have it. These are the counties that say they would like it. How do we bring it here? and pretty much go area by area
0: does the state have a, a prohibition in general on sex work and in york those county those other those three or four counties have carve outs in the law or is the state sort of hands off and then counties say yes or no
1: Counties have the ability to say yes or no, but there are certain limitations and restrictions in regards to population size. Some counties have passed legislation doing an outright ban, and so it really would be a county-by-county issue to determine, one, if they're interested in having it, two, how many brothels could that local area realistically support, and then three, figuring out how to get a new brothel established because that would be something brand new to the state of Nevada. We've only ever changed hands of brothels. We've never actually issued a brand new license for a brand new modernized location. The technically um the newest Brothel is the Mustang Ranch that Lance Gilman built back in the 1980s. That's the newest of the brothel buildings because we can't do a full remodel. The legislation prevents you from demolishing and completely rebuilding. You could only improve upon what is there.
0: So it's sta- it's it's stagnant essentially.
1: Yes. Thankfully, though, Lyon County, the sheriff, or at least now the former sheriff, and. The incoming sheriff, which has already established he's comfortable with us, he and the county commissioners are looking to update the code to potentially allow for things like remodeling, expansion, things that we've always wanted to do but haven't been able to because of these laws.
0: Alice Little is a sex worker in Lyon County, Nevada. You can rate the Cato Daily Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.